0: Thanks for listening to a YPC podcast. We believe God wants to do so much for you and through you and we'd love to hear about it. Take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today. Last week we started a new series that we've entitled The Book of James and it's more of a teachy type series. Um, Sometimes the series are more self-help, kind of a feel or felt need. This is very much taking the book of James and going verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and just unpacking it for you guys. And I told you last week, I have no idea how long the series is going to go. We're just being led, and uh, we're just going to see what the Spirit of God wants to do. And so last week, we got to verse 4 of chapter 1. And uh, we started, um, of course, in verse 1. Uh, I'll start today just by way of review, maybe if you weren't here last week. Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So we talked about that. We think trials are some big Scary thing that has the potential to wreck our whole world. And we told you last week that all a trial is, it's not a thing, an enemy, or an event. It's anything that just wants to test your faith. That's all a trial is. Anything that tries to get you off of what you believe. A trial asks the question Am I really going to believe God in this moment? So we made it to verse 4 last week. We'll we'll start this week in verse 5. James chapter 1, verse 5. The Bible says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So we want to look at this verse today as well as some others. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. God, I thank you that the entrance of your word brings light and it brings understanding. And that's what we're looking for. Father, we're not, this is not just a good motivational speech. This is not some Bible school class where we're just breaking down the book of James. Father, we want the word to come alive to us. Father, I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you reach every single person that's listening today. God, we trust you that you make this message applicable to their life. And you would lead us today. Lead us in what we're talking about in the direction that we should go. We trust you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. We could say it this way. If any of you lacks knowledge, if you lack understanding, know-how, direction, you should ask God. And I know for us... um, We launched out in this adventure of launching this church 10 years ago, and I did not know how to pastor a church. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'd always been the number two guy uh, in every church that I've been a part of. In other words, I I sat under a pastor. When God spoke to our heart and uh, we found out that it was his plan, his will for our life to launch this church, I was nervous. Have you ever started out in an area and been nervous because you didn't know what to do? That's what this verse is talking about. I knew it was God's will, it was God's plan, it was God's desire for us to launch this church. I just didn't know how to do that. And you will see that that doesn't necessarily stop God. God is always interesting, or interested in stretching us. He wants to stretch you out past your current comfort levels. And it's okay because He sees what you can be who you can be. He knows what he's doing. And it's his plan. It's his will. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 says, be very careful then how, the Bible says, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is now I know there's a lot of talk about God's will God's will what's God's will for my life I don't know what God's will for my life is and if we're not careful we can make it a very religious thing God's will well that just wasn't God's will for me right well we do know that God has a plan for our life you you know that right God has a plan for your individual lives, and it's a very specific plan. And when he's talking about his will, Romans chapter 12 says it this way, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. And then it goes on to say, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, a lot of people think that, you know, God's just got one plan for your life and that's it. The, the way I can base, break this down the best for you is to kind of give you an example of um, when, when we were little. So I can remember being four years old and my parents bringing my little brother home from the hospital. I was super excited. And it wasn't too long before he was growing and he was crawling. And he's starting to play with little toddler toys, right? And we had this toddler toy, and I'm sure you've seen them. Ours was wooden. I think they're plastic today. But it's basically a cube, and it has all these shapes in it, right? And then inside, you open the lid, and it's got all these little shapes, and you're supposed to find the right shape to put it in the, the cube, right? Well, the one that we had, the circle shape, was only supposed to go through the circle hole. But for whatever reason, I discovered, my four-year-old self, that the circle shape would also go through the square hole. And that's just like life. God's permissible plan for your life, a lot of times people are like, well, it works this way, so I'm just going to do it this way. But that's not how it was created. That's not how you were created, and that's not the design that God has for your life. But so many people assume that if, it, if I can move this way, and it's not doing any harm, I'm not causing anyone to sin, it's not any destruction, it's getting the job done, I might as well do it this way. But what you don't understand is there's actually a plan for your life that was perfectly centered around how you're wired, how you're made. You know, I think about... Um, maps on our phone. If I was to pull my phone out and, you know, tell my device, take me to Birmingham, Alabama, right? It's just a matter of seconds, and it has got the fastest route down to Birmingham, Alabama. Now, for whatever reason, the people in the maps world know how to get there the fastest, But what they will show you is alternate routes, right? You can go this way there, you can go this way there, but this is the fastest way there. I don't know if you're like me, but I've looked at my maps before and said, I don't think that's the fastest way. I think we can go this way, this way, this way, we can get there a lot faster than this map does, right? But every time I deviate from the map, it always takes me longer. And they, it's like they know where the road construction is. They know where traffic is backed up. It's the same, will, or same idea with God's will in your life. There is a direct path for you to follow. Now, you can deviate from that path. You will eventually get there. But God says, you know what? I have a way that will get you there the fastest. And that's what we're interested in, aren't we, guys? Getting to point A to point B the fastest. You know, an an example of God's permissible will, okay? So, in other words, it's not His perfect will, but you're not in sin. It's fine. Was in the Old Testament. The children of God wanted a king to lead them. They would looked around. Other nations had kings. We don't have a king. We want a king. And so they went to the priest, and they told the priest, The priest hears from God for all of the people. And they're like, we want a king. Tell God we want a king. And God talks to the priest and says, tell them they don't need a king. They've got me. I'm better than any king they can have. And they're like, we still want a king. And they kind of pouted, all the other nations have a king. We want a king to lead us. And so so the priest hears from God, and God basically says, you know what? If these guys want a king, give them a king. Fine. Like, they have it the best it can possibly get with me being their king. But if they want a man to lead them, give them a man to lead them. And then, of course, King Saul comes into office, and then we have wars that start. And then we have bloodshed, and we have heartache, and we have all of this stuff that happens. Was it God's perfect will for them to have a king? No. Did he say, fine, do it? Yes, if that's what you want to do. But have you ever wondered what God's perfect will is for your life? Yeah. Have you ever wondered what God's... I'm not talking about just barely getting through life. I'm talking about God's ideal life for you. When He created you, what did He see? What did he, what did he, how did He wire you? I mean, this life is good and all, but... I don't want to just be content. I want to do what I've been created to do. So God, what do you see in me? What do you see in my future? What do you see in my world that I'm missing? So many people have this idea that if you're going to follow God's plan for your life, then it's going to just deal with a lot of suffering. It's going to be a lot of hardship because that's just the way God's it. You know, God's plan for you is terrible. No. You don't see that in Scripture. In fact, in talking about God's plan for your life, it would be the exact same thing you would pick if you could see what God sees. God has this 30,000-foot level view over your life. He sees where the roadblocks are. He sees where the pitfalls are. He sees the fastest route. He sees who you're going to be when you get there. And his plan for you is the exact same thing that you would pick if you could, if you could see what God sees. So God's plan and will for your life is not some terrible, drastic thing. It's actually exactly what you're looking for. And some of you, I believe that God wants to talk to you about his perfect will and plan over the next 21 days as we're fasting and praying together as a church. Now, some of you, you think about that and you get a little scared about it. Well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what God's going to say. You know what? You don't have to agree to anything yet, okay? Just start the conversation, Lord, about your perfect will. Like, what does it look like for me? Just start a conversation, And see what God puts inside of you. See how God leads you. And a good place to start, if you're actually wondering how you're wired, is during Compass that's happening during this service today and next weekend. Just go. We'll run you through a series of questions that will begin to discover how God has wired you. We have so many people who are serving in some capacity at Your Place Church in their assignment, in their God ordained gifting and purpose amen everyone talking about the perfect will of god i think it's important to point to the fact the full blessing of god in your life is place dependent i'm going to say that again the full blessing of god in your life is place dependent and i'll show you this in scripture isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 if you're willing and obedient you will eat the good the good things of the land you have to be willing and obedient you know during a drought god led Elijah to a specific place. We see it in in 1 Kings chapter 17. The word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kereth ravine east of the Jordan. Very specific place. And you will drink from the brook, and I have directed ravens to supply you with food there. Again, what if he went to a different ravine? What if he says, I don't like that ravine, and went somewhere else? God's Full blessing was waiting on him at a specific place. We read it in another passage, the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I've directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. And again, God has a specific, specific place, specific details for you in your life. There was one time in the New Testament that God told the disciples, hey, throw your net on the right side of the boat and pull in a haul, a fish. Well, what if they said, no, we're going to throw it on the left side? Would they have got the same results? No. The full blessing of God is place-dependent. God has specific thoughts about certain areas of our lives. So many people think that they can just choose from themselves what they want to do, and God will just bless them. God will just bless them there. That's not what we see in Scripture. You know, we wanted to launch this church in in northeast Texas. So 10 years ago, when when we were on the hunt, we were looking for a location that needs a church. I mean, it's a good idea to launch a church anywhere. Like, people need Jesus. Amen? And so let's just launch a church. But God, every time we went into any community in northeast Texas, it was just like, it just doesn't feel right. It just didn't seem right. That was because God had a specific place for your place church. He wanted it here because you're here. And so God brought your place church to you for you and it was up to us to hear God and put your place church where God told us to you want to know where the plan of God and the will of God gets particularly challenging when it seems harder to stay in a place than it is to leave a place come on friends so many people have heard God to go to a place, go to a job, go to a church, be a, be a, this, have, take on this assignment or this role or, or serve in this capacity. But then something happens. Something is said. Something's done. Something's not done. Then all of a sudden, staying in that place is harder than you thought it would be. And for us as humans, we actually think it would be easier just to go to a different place so I can avoid those people or that situation. My question to you would be, did you you pray about that? Did you ask God? Because God brought you to that ordained, God-ordained place. He'll be the one that moves you to the next place if he wants you to go in the first place. I mean, you heard God to get there. You should hear God to leave. But sometimes it's just easier on us to leave. We don't have to deal with stuff. Maybe there's more opportunity over there, and that may be true. That may be true. Did God tell you? Did God tell you, or is it just easier on you or by your By your recollection, this is the fastest way to get there. I'll refer back to last week, chapter 2, or chapter 1, verse 2. Consider pure, pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We want to skip the perseverance part. We want to go past that part. And I'll say this. Sometimes it is actually God's plan for you to leave an area, a job, a situation. But it's it's easier to stay than it is to go. But God's encouraging you to take a step, to step out. The bigger question in all of this is, are you asking your heavenly Father. Because you don't want to get lost in some permissible will of God when there's a perfect will for your life. Does this make sense, friends? Amen. Just trying to help you. Just trying to help you. The full blessing of God is place-dependent. Now, His love is unconditional. Amen. He loves you unconditionally. Whether you're in His permissive or perfect will, That's not, but that's not what we're talking about. And if you're a giver, the Bible says, whoever sows will reap. That's not what we're talking about. God will bless you. The full blessing is very much place-dependent. You're accepted by God unconditionally, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about your place, the plan, and the will, and the purpose that God has for you. So... We know that God has a plan for our lives. We know that the full blessing of God is place dependent, and God will take care of you no matter what, right? But the full blessing is definitely dependent on whether or not we're seeking and asking God. Now, I'll tell you this, there is nothing, and trust me, I've been on both sides of this, there is nothing like being right smack dab in the middle of God's will for your life. There's nothing like it. I know for me, of course, we pastor a church, but I also, um, I've been a part of a coaching network that coaches pastors and business leaders and marketplace professionals all over the world. And I've had offers to give all of this up. And we'll pay you three times what that church is paying you if you'll just come and do this full time with us. I didn't even have to pray about it. I didn't even have to pray about it. Because when you're right smack dab in the middle of God's will for your life, why would you leave? But so many of us, we're weighing the money. We're weighing the opportunity. And we're not even asking. We're not even praying about it. I didn't even have to pray about that decision. I just knew, "Thanks thanks for the offer. I can't do it. I'm I'm pastoring a church. Yeah, but you could, man, we can put you here in your name and blah, blah, blah. No, no. You got to follow what God tells you. There's been other times that pastoring the church, I mean, when things, this hasn't always been the easiest thing in the world to do. (laughs) You know, get a bunch of people to voluntarily come to church on a Sunday morning and get their toes stepped on by the word of God. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I like to say it this way, if your toes are on the tracks when that train comes through, that's not my fault, all right? I'm just preaching the Word of God, okay? But it hasn't always been easy. There's been people that's left our church. There's been people that said things, lied about us in the community. There's been people that's tried to take people who worship here and who love it here and move them to other churches, but in all of that, you know, I, there's been times that I've been like, you know, i got to just be really easy if I just didn't have to do this. But that, that lasts about that long. Because there's nothing like being right smack dab in the middle of God's will for your life. It brings you peace. It brings you satisfaction. And you're, doing, you're a part of something. Well, if that's true, how do I know the will of God for my life. How do I know His plan? James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, if you lack direction, you don't know, right? You, the Bible says, should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, And it will be given to you. God is not keeping his plan and purpose for your life a secret from you. It does not benefit him to do that. God is like, I got this great plan for your life. It's how I've wired you. You're going to find so much joy and fulfillment in it. And not only are you going to find fulfillment, it's going to add to the kingdom of God. But I'm not going to tell you. Like, why would he do that? It doesn't benefit you or Him. So God is not keeping His plan from you. Most of the time, if we don't know what's going on in our life, one of two things is happening. Either A, we're not in a place to hear God. I'm not talking about just in church. I'm talking about spiritually. We're not in a place to hear God or... We don't like what's being said, so we're choosing not to listen to it. That's happened before. You're praying about something. You're praying about something. You, you think you know, but it's not what you want to hear. So you're like, I'm still waiting on God to say. No, God has spoken. You just don't like what he said. Are you with me, friends? I know launching our church, we couldn't hear in the beginning days where, and I, I only use the church because it's common ground for all of us. We couldn't hear specifically where to launch this place i wanted to go to a metropolitan area i wanted a starbucks on every corner i wanted retail i wanted fun i wanted life i wanted activity and so my filter that i was using was so small that when god would speak nothing would come through and so i'm like god why aren't you talking well he is talking launch it in Mays county oklahoma I just couldn't hear because my filter was wrong. What I was willing to hear God say was wrong. And then, if you know our story, which they're telling it right now, when God spoke to us very clearly through reading the book of James, chapter 2, the filter changed, and all of a sudden, voice, the voice of God became very clear, became very uh, pronounced in our life. So either you're not in a place where you're hearing God, which is why we're fasting for the next 21 days. Fasting doesn't move God. It shuts off all the other voices in our lives and prepares us to hear Him. Now, can I just push this a little bit deeper, friends? I'm not telling you you have to fast. I'm not telling you you have to do the Daniel thing like what we're doing. But I am encouraging you. Do something. Because when you do that, you turn the voice of your flesh down. And the byproduct is the voice of God is amplified in your life. Some of us are so self-indulgent that we never tell ourselves no, and we just give ourselves everything we want. Some people, if I was to have a a real conversation with you, you'd be like, I'm not fasting because I don't want to. Okay. (laughs) But you want to hear God. You haven't been able to hear Him yet. You got all these other voices and distractions in your life, Maybe you should just take an extended time and see what he says. Fast a meal. Pray. Praying is the key part. Getting in the presence of God is the key part. Otherwise, it's just a terrible diet. Like you gotta pray. You gotta be in his presence. Well, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what that means. Just come and be a part of ours. Wednesday nights at seven o'clock right here. We're gonna we're gonna have a worship and a prayer moment. And we believe God's going to move. That's why we're holding the church open every day from 7 till 3, Monday through Thursday. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously without finding fault, and it will be given to you. How do I know? How do I know it's the, God's voice and not my thoughts? The Bible says in 1 John 4, 1, Beloved, don't believe every spirit. Test the spirits and see whether they come from God. In other words, check it out. Until you find out what the voice of God sounds like in your own life, just check things out. Now, I wouldn't check wholesale life-altering things out, but I would start in, in smaller areas of your life. You have a decision, A or B, and you pray about it, and you think for whatever reason, when you're praying about decision A, something goes off on the inside of you. You get excited the more you think about it. When it says test it out, just start moving that direction and see what happens. I've realized in every key decision in my life, when I feel like God is leading me to do something, when I I start moving that direction, I just take a step. I set up the interview. Doesn't mean I'm taking the job. I do this, and I just start moving. If the more I move towards this direction that I feel like God's leading me, and it's adding stuff to me, it's making me excited, then I stick with it. But if I make a decision, and I'm going this direction, and all of a sudden, every step I take, it just feels heavy, and it feels weighty and clingy. I know something's wrong. My heart, my knower is telling me this isn't the right job. For those of you who know our story, we knew we were supposed to pastor a church. We originally started with a church in Oklahoma City that was a multi-site church. They were gonna groom us to make us one of their campus pastors. I'm pastoring. But every step I took towards it, it just didn't feel right. And so I stopped and I backed up. And then, of course, we started leaning towards planning Your Place Church. And of course, every step we took, man, it's just like wind in my sails. That's how you know. You test it out. See how God wants to deal with you. Let it bear witness in your heart. I know the Bible says if you're willing and obedient, are you willing to hear yes? And are you willing to hear no? No. So many of us, when we're praying something out, we're not willing to hear no. We just want the answer to be yes. God, I want to take this job. I'm coming to you because I'm supposed to. You're supposed to say yes. And anything other than yes, you're just going to wait till God says yes. Well, do you want his perfect plan for your life? Or you just want him to agree to what you want to do? this applies in every area of your life. I know for us recently, we were, we had some money. We wanted to make an investment. I saw the the potential of the investment. But because we pray about everything, I started praying, God, should we do this? Should we send our money over here? I mean, I see there's potential here. And I heard this. I didn't hear no. I heard, wait, well, God, this is not going to last. Like, if I'm going to do this, I need to move on this. Wait. Was that what I wanted to hear? No. Nobody wants to Nobody wants to be told to wait. And then he says this cuz I'm like god what am I waiting for? What am I waiting for? Okay, see, it's gone. What am I waiting for? He didn't say anything. And I'm like god, what do you want me to do with this money? And then he said something polar opposite of what I wanted him to say. He said give it away. It's kind of opposite of the plan, Lord. You make investments to make more money so you can then be a bigger blessing. If I'm giving the investment opportunity away, how is this going to work? Give it away. Okay. So I went. I withdrew the money from the bank, and I gave it away. Probably a week or two weeks later, I'm sitting in my kitchen in my refrigerator, snacking, you know, hungry, eating. I'm home alone. And about that time, ding dong, someone shows up at my front door. Like they, they, they drove to my house, showed up at my front door. I opened the door. It's a guy I've never met before in my life, never seen him before. He says, are you the preacher? I pastor a church. And he hands me an investment that has the potential to make double the profit of what that last investment was. Now, could I been in the permissible will of God and just done the first investment on my own? Sure. You have free will. You can do what you want to do. Or you can pray about it, get the leading of the Holy Spirit, give when he says to give. That was the hard one. And then watch God bring it to your daggum front door. I didn't have to do anything about it. It showed up to me. God has a plan for your life, friends. Now, you have free will. But when you freely choose to follow God, it honors him. There is a permissible plan for your life, but there's also a perfect plan for your life. And the full blessing of God is very much place dependent. We'll say it this way. The full blessing of God is obedience dependent. It's you hearing and obeying what God says in your life. Because if you're willing and obedient, the scripture says, you will eat the good things of the land. He's not keeping his plan from you. Let's let's find out what the plan of God is in our life. Let's spend the next 21 days together as a church that's like a family, asking God, seeing what God's plan is. Should I stay, should I go? Should I choose this career field or not? What about this relationship? I mean, we've got young people. I mean, you need to pray about that situation you're in right now. Should I date this person or not? Should I marry this person or not? Are you with me? God knows these things. God knows these things. They could be really sweet to you now and then you get married and they're a jackal. You know what I mean? God knows these things. You, you just need to, you just pray that out. Man, they, they look great on the outside, but something doesn't feel right in here. I can tell you, young person after young person after young person, when I had this conversation with them to actually pray it out, the ones who made the decision to stay in the relationship because they felt like God was blessing it and is happy today, and ones that cut it off. And they dodged a bullet. I'm lonely, old friend. You've never felt lonely until you're in a relationship that you're not supposed to be in. You've never felt lonely. Pray. Seek God. Amen, everyone. Father, we love you. We made it to James chapter 1, verse 5, God. (laughs) Made it to verse 5. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. But, Lord, we're just going to keep being led. We're just going to keep following you. We're just going to keep being obedient and seeing how your spirit wants to move and flow with us in these services. Father, we're thankful for that. God, I thank you that you're not out to get us. You're out to help us. And Father, your plan for our life is not something that's daunting. It's not something that we're going to struggle to do. It's the exact thing we would pick if we could see what you see. And the beautiful thing about it all is you help us to see what you see. When we get ourselves in a place where we can hear you, and we're willing to go in whatever direction you say, Father, we're willing to hear yes, We're willing to hear no. We're willing to hear stay. We're willing to hear go. God, we trust you because you see things that we don't see. We love you for it right now, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.